Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right to it, you guys. A uh, little bit of news that came out today. Uh, well, I learned about it today. I don't know if it came out today. But uh, uh, Netflix has announced that they are doing a new Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Let me say that properly. Standalone complex season. Uh, so this should be season three. Uh, it's called Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045. Mm. Uh, they released a teaser trailer for it. It's just uh, a Motoko. Uh, stepping out of uh, of a car, um, Motoro Kusanagi, uh, the major. Um, she, uh, it's it's CG, which you know is hesitant. It's hesitant, um, uh, and I understand why. We've had a lot of bad experiences and as anime fans with CGI uh, only shows, but the trailer is pretty good quality CGI. Um, yeah. so I've got, I've got high hopes that this will be good. Um, anyways, uh, we'll have a link for you guys to go ahead and see it, or you can look it up on YouTube, um, and watch it yourself. Uh, it's just a pretty short, you know, 30 second teaser. Uh, I, I don't even remember if there was a release date on it, but it is in production and it's production yeah. IG, the same company that's done, always done, uh, ghost in the shell. So yeah. they know what they're doing. I think it mentioned that it was a, uh, it's going to be a Netflix release. Yes, Netflix so, is doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, the question I is whether I... or not they're going to try to do, you know, weekly. Like, Netflix has started doing certain shows on a weekly updated basis. Oh, they but, have? But most of their shows, almost all of their content, there's, there's one or two things that I happen to notice. But mm-hmm. most of their content seems to be um, binge-watched, you know, entire half-seasons released at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they did with Voltron, at least, is that... Um, it used to be entire seasons at a time, but then they started doing half seasons at a time, mm-hmm. um, which I think helped drive up the toy market. Is why they did that as well. Keep people coming back to watch more by uh, releasing a little bit at a time, but not not the single episode a week uh, model. Well, mm-hmm. I know that Netflix has been doing a handful of you know they've been trying to do. Um, you know, serial uh, content like talk shows, but nobody goes to Netflix for a talk show. People go to Netflix to binge watch their favorite um, old classics. Mm-hmm. And now Netflix has become the production company for new classics. So, so I'm I, I'd put money on that they're going to probably do uh, small seasons at a time, mm-hmm. something kind of like what they did with. Um, Castlevania. Well, they did the four episodes for Castlevania, and then after that, it took a couple of years for them to do season two, which was a full 12 episodes. Right. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and uh, and get right into it. That's really the only... Was there any news that you wanted to go ahead and cover before we uh, start talking about the show? Nothing I noticed. Okay. Well, uh, this week for three episodes in, uh, I picked, uh, again, with the theme of Halloween this month, I picked a um, a kind of Halloweenish comedy um, called uh, Dusk Maiden of Amnesia. 
So, and this show revolves around a first-year high school student, Teichi Nia, who has just enrolled in Seikyo Private Academy. One day, while wandering the hollowed halls, he gets lost in one of the school's old buildings and encounters Yuko Kanoe, who reveals herself as a ghost with no memories. While investigating her death by looking through the school's seven mysteries, they discover the truth about these ghost stories and help those who are troubled. And uh, you can, we, we're going to go ahead and start posting the links about where you guys can go ahead and watch it. And, and YouTube will have links down in the, the description uh, on our website. We'll just have links there as well, uh, depending on where you watch us. Um, but you can watch this on Crunchyroll, VRV, or High Dive. Uh, those are the three places that we found that you can go ahead and stream it on. Um, anyways, let's dive right into this. Uh, so, episode one starts off with Momoi, a little blonde uh, girl, uh, I think she's 14, uh, mm. 14 or 15. Um, she, uh, calls she's in order. a, run, she's in a rundown room yeah. with a bright pink notebook. And so she, mm-hmm. it, and she it calls to order the meeting of the club. It's a very distinctive, uh, clashing of styles. Like she really doesn't seem to fit in with the, uh, uh, the aesthetic of the room that she's in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, there's a sign on the door that says the uh, the Paranormal Occult Dis- uh, Investigation Club mm-hmm. or something. Like the Paranormal Events Investigation. New members welcome. New members wel- uh, seeking out new members. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into the room, there's a there's a section of what looks like either it's a boarded up wall or a cardboard or a uh, a crate or something, and it says, "Do not open unless you want to be cursed." Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a boarded up wall. Um, Turns out that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, that's what I I noticed that when I first saw it. It was like it was. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't. Later on, it's revealed that they have to pry it up with a crowbar. I thought it was just a piece of wood that they had put over it because it looked pretty <laughs> shoddy with the rest of the room. So, but anyways, I thought maybe it was at first glance. I thought it was like a box, like what you'd see in, uh, you know. What was it called? Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like the archive of of lost things at the end of the mo- of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought it may have been a crate, and we weren't seeing all of it gotcha. because it was because okay. there was some storage going on in the room mm-hmm. when I first when I first saw it. So I thought maybe there was a crate in the back of the room that says "Do not open if you don't want to be cursed." Yeah, there's a yeah, but but anyways, the room is in shambles, and she's sitting there and she's talking to herself, recording the minutes of this meeting, and while she's in there. Her little keychain animal just gets picked up, and by nothing, and then it gets put back down. And well, what happens she's... is she 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 draws, uh, she she's taking the notes with her pencil, and the tip. Um, oh, that's right. The tip of the pencil breaks, mm-hmm. and then this keychain gets up and kicks the tip off the side of the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then the keychain little her the little toy on her keychain, the little doll on uh, the keychain gets up, and kind of waves in front of her face. Uh, to which she doesn't notice. Uh, she's, uh, and this entire time she's recording, you know, paranormal rumors uh, throughout uh, that she's heard uh, in her notebook. Um, yeah. But then 
she takes a cup out, uh, she takes a drink out of her tea mm-hmm. and then she sets it down and goes back to her notebook and then the tea suddenly gets raised up and it gets moved as if somebody just took a drink out of it goes back down and then uh, from and it's it's from the other so the setup of the room is there's a table in the middle and mm-hmm. two couches on either side and mm-hmm. it would appear that the ghost on the other side of the table from her reached over grabbed a cup and took the sip and so now the cup is sitting on the far side of the table where it's hard for her to have reached it mhm mhm and then when she notices that she goes down to reach it again, and it's not where she would have, her hand's grasping at air. Like, where, where, where is it? And she sees it on the other side of the table, like, <gasps> did the cup move on its own? No, I'm imagining things. Reaches, oh, I'm just, I'm just oh. tired. I'm just tired from lack of sleep. I'm just imagining things. <laughs> you, and uh, anyways, you, they... You uh move that far. How could you have moved it to there? Exactly. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, and then like she has a stack of papers and she's I forget exactly what she's talking about. Again, it's the it's the ghostly rumors or whatever. Um, and she's about to put the papers down. But as soon as she lets go, the papers stay there in the air and get picked back up. And then some that whoever's holding them is flipping through the pages, you know. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, huh. <clears throat> And is walking around with the pages because mm-hmm. as she's looking up and as uh, Momoe is looking up and um, re- talking out loud to herself about the things that she's read, things that she's seen, her head happens to be in the opposite direction of the papers floating in midair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> as this person is pacing with the papers back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyways, she, uh, while that happens, uh, and like, and I just thought to myself, for being a member of the Paranormal Activity Club, she's really bad at mess, at noticing a ghost messing with her. Yeah. Just all clues right over her head. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you sweet summer child. (laughs) Uh, Well, and so then we're introduced to the main guy, um... Oh, you mentioned his name. Uh, Nia. Nia. Nia comes in through the... Uh, well, just before he comes in, um, it's at that moment that she actually does finally see... Like, uh, the ghost gets frustrated. And, like, it, so it started with the keychain, then the cup, then the papers, and then the keychain again. And the keychain's just, like, literally waving in front of her face, trying to get her attention. And it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And so, so she gives up and drops the keychain, and the yeah. sound of the keychain hitting the table is what really sets her off. Is something paranormal is happening here, and it's at that moment when uh, Nia walks in, and um, she starts screaming to him like something weird is happening here, and I think there's a ghost and we're being haunted. And he's like, "What? No, there's no ghost here. It's fine." Um, but uh. <laughs> There's no, there are no evil ghosts here. He's he's trying to be his absolute most honest in that particular exchange. Like, yes, the mm-hmm. ghost isn't evil. There are no evil ghosts here. Mm-hmm. While mm-hmm. trying to comfort her, meanwhile, he seems to be uh, somewhat distracted as mm-hmm. he, she'll ask him a question well, and he'll seem to answer something different mm-hmm. and not be looking directly at her. Before he shows up, though, we should probably point out that uh, Momoe. Uh, 
Momomo is just like it's. I guess it's no good if Nia is not here. I mean, I just don't have the the abilities that he does to interact with the with the spirit world. I yeah. mean, he's just so. I mean, he's just so smart and cool and and handsome. <laughs> and that's when the things goes. The little doll uh, goes up in front of her, and she doesn't see it. <laughs> um, but uh, and then Nia comes in and. Uh, She's asking Nia questions. Uh, well, well, she's trying to ask him questions, but she ends up just thinking the questions to herself. And he responds. And every time he responds, it's in a way that makes her think that not only is he connected to the spirit realm, he can read minds because his response is always perfectly what uh, a perfect response to what she is thinking. I didn't write down anything of what she said, but it was just really, really silly. Like, um, and it's obvious to the viewer that he is talking to someone, uh, and it's not her. Yes. but uh, And while that's going on, something else she's not noticing is, for a moment, his hair goes up into cat ears because a ghost is playing with him. And he's like, cut that out. Mm -hmm. and, and then the ghost lifts up her hair without her noticing it. And he puts a hand on her head and says, there, there, just stop it. He's like, just stop that. And she's like, oh, okay. And it's like, she was on the verge of confessing to him when he patted her on the head and said, just stop it, which kind of, you know, crushed her hopes a little bit. Um, but anyways. <laughs> he's like, if he can read my mind, does he know how I feel about him? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Of oh, course I oh. do. Huh? Oh, oh, well, then, then, if you can read my mind, she thinks really hard. What is the capital of Nigeria or something? I think it's, like, something I think it's Macedonia, or... something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Something and nuts. Goes, and he just looks at her. And he just smiles and goes, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea, is what he says. And she's like, oh, you can't. Oh, of course. You can't I mean, read my I mind. thought of a different, of an easier question. Yeah. And so she's, she's racking her brain and he has no idea what's going on in her head. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever, None whatsoever, because he's completely distracted. Anyways, after introduced to a third person, a third person who uh, a third person uh, by the name of Kirie. Yeah, yes, uh, Kirie. She uh, she comes in and she's kind of an older, cool type uh, person, and she comes in and she immediately starts interacting with them uh, as another member of this of this club. And well, she, she walks in and says, I see you're wasting time again. In mm -hmm. some sort of crass way of saying it. And immediately, Momoi thinks she's talking to her. Uh-huh. And but, she's super sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. I I, I know I, I, I shouldn't waste any time like this. I'm so sorry. And, and so she's taking it all personally and trying to be her best self. Uh, and it's at that point that Kyrie's seriously, uh, like, I'm... I don't mean you. I'm talking to him. And she tries to give her a comforting smile mm. when the ghost pulls her face into this distorted... It's hilarious. It pulls it's her face into this distorted, uh, awful uh, expression as she's trying to be sincere and gen genteel with this, uh, mm -hmm. this person. It's like, why, why would she make that face? Because it was not... It's not a hundred percent clear that it's the ghost doing it or or if she was making that face herself at that moment um but it becomes clear later um because 
the entire scene that we see here between all of them interacting is replayed. So back in uh, back in episode forty five, uh, we reviewed a show called My Roommate Is a Cat, and every episode had a. Was sequence. that really episode forty five? That was forty five. I looked that it up. Feels like just a couple months ago. That wow. was March. That was March of that this was year. March. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So no, and uh, the premise for my roommate was a cat is that we would do um, uh, is that uh, the first half of the episode would be from the human's point of view, and the second half of the episode would be the same events from the cat's point of view. Well, they did kind of the same thing here, where the point of view uh, is what what it's like not seeing the ghost, and then what it's like actually seeing, seeing the ghost. The ghost. And we see this ghost, who's a beautiful young woman. Um, th- think she's seventeen. Yeah, she, uh, seems the... to, she seems to be the ideal princess archetype. She's got the long mm-hmm. black hair with cut bangs and a beautiful mm-hmm. frame and figure and mysterious mm-hmm. face. I, I want to. I mean, she she seems like the same beautiful whatever archetype that uh, Ray Hino from Sailor Moon is based off of, or uh, Psycho from. Uh, High School of the Dead. Um, what, whatever character arc, whatever visual archetype that is, she has that. That's her as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we now see the previous events of of um, of Momoe um, <laughs> writing down the notes. And at first, I thought it was a little. At first, I thought the episode was skipping or something. Uh-huh. But then I noticed, oh no, we can actually see Yuko now. Um, yes. And she's sitting there, um, and she immediately like she's kind of laying on the couch, obviously waiting for for Nia because Nia is really the only one who can interact with her. Um, but uh, he, uh, but uh, so when the pencil breaks off and the lead comes over and hits her, it actually hits her. She then picks it up and flicks it at the little toy, uh-huh. uh, starts playing with the toy, and she's the, yeah. When we see her. We see the exact same scene as before, only this time we now see Yuko being the one messing with her. Yes. Um, and it occurs to me, actually, from a technical standpoint, that it's actually pretty easy to do both scenes with limited animation because of the way that you have to layer in. Like, somebody to animate this character and somebody animated that character, and you have to layer it all in and composite it in an animation. So you just omit that person's audio track and image track and just play the scene twice, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, and just yeah, we, to we, get a different feel for it. We did forget to mention that as they start the meeting, they're like, wait, where's the where's the president? Is the president not here again? That's and right. he then gets nervous. He's like, oh, uh, uh, oh, wait, my cell phone. And he pulls it out and just like, ah, yes, hello. Oh, no, you're always playing. You need to stop doing that. Yeah, the president's not going to be here because she has a cult type thing. Yes. She's like a ghost president. She's mm. never here. Oh, the club president is rarely here. She's like a ghost president. It's an actual line in the show. (laughs) She's like a ghost. I I absolutely love that Yuko is the president of this club. The ghost is the president of the ghost club. Mm -hmm. Ghost Mm -hmm. hunters club. It's fantastic. Um, But yeah, every single uh, every single thing happens. We find out that Yuko is a bit of a. it enjoys flaunting her uh, femininity around the one boy in the world who can see her. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's fairly easy to see throughout the course of this episode that the two of them do have feelings for each other. 
They do. Um, but yeah, she definitely enjoys being openly flirtatious with flirtatious with him, especially since no, no one, one else can see it. Well, and we oh. do learn, uh, and Kitty, like I, okay, so throughout all the course of this, um, when Kitty finally shows up, um, and she starts saying, "You guys, are you wasting time again?" That question can very easily be addressed to Momoe, but at the same time, it could very easily be addressed to Yuko. Yes. And everything she says and does can be taken either way. And I was just like, that's really kind of smart writing because it's not letting us know if she can see Yuko or not. Later on, we learned that, yes, she can. Um, But I just thought, I wonder if she can see Yuko. Um, But we don't know if she can physically interact with her. We just know that. I seem to recall see her. it was I, I can't remember if it was later in the scene or as she was walking in that Yuko was like, hey, check it out. Uh, hey, check it out, Nia. I'm wearing a bra today. What do you think? As she's lit, as she's opening up her shirt. To show oh, yeah. Off a big I, I, I'm wearing a cute bra today. What do you think? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so this boy sitting there around other people trying not to react. And that's what, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what Kyrie is reacting to. Like, you're just wasting time again, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, it's at that point that Momoe brings up an urban legend about a dumbwaiter that was installed in the school. The school has four stories and a dumbwaiter was installed to lift food up and down the different floors so they could, uh, distribute it around the, uh, a, a mechanical dumbwaiter, not just a pulley system, but a, mm-hmm. an actual functional oh, yeah. tiny elevator. This is another scene that's shown from both perspectives, yeah, we so, should say. So, yeah, yeah. So, the, so the cut didn't happen until after a moment in this scene, which is, as as she's relating the the uh, the, the details about this haunted dumbwaiter, which had accidentally decapitated one student and is hardly ever used, it suddenly comes to life and starts moving all on its own. Mm-hmm. And she's, and so Momoi grips, grips uh, Nia, Nia's arm very, very tightly, like a little too intimately. And so, so she's, and she's just terrified. She's glaring at the, uh, she's wide-eyed staring at the, uh, the elevator. And he's just sort of like looking down at her going, you're, you're very close to me. You are very close to me right now. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we get a glimpse. The first time we get a glimpse of this transparent figure of a ghost. And suddenly, in the bloodiest scene in this show so far, he gets kicked by the ghost, slams into the wall. His head hits the top frame of the, uh, this huge blood splatter hits the top frame of the uh, dumbwaiter. And then he's in the dumbwaiter with a bandage over his head already. So... So while the big blood spray is there, it's immediately uh, covered. Mm-hmm. It's immediately covered right after, mm-hmm. and, but, and yeah. then then it closes on him, and that's when it cuts back to the uh, to the other scene, and then we see the all those events unfold with Yuko there, and Yuko did not like Momoe getting so close to. Uh, she is yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like a lot of what happens is also because uh, a lot of her teasing her in the room is because she uh, she's not happy with this girl inching in on her Ania 
and uh and yeah again and uh yuko or uh and uh, Mo- momoe and nia they um like you now see the four of them watching the uh the dumb waiter come up after seeing yuko being the one to activate it oh. um yeah, like two members see the ghost push the button. The uh-huh, third yeah, member she pushes the button to pull up the, to call it up, and now Yuko is staring daggers at Momoe um, <laughs> for uh, you know using this as an opportunity to uh, hang on Nia. So, <sighs> anyways, um, so he then, and from this point of view, we see that both Nia and uh, Yuko, or Nia and Yuko are both in the dumbwaiter now. And there's a conversation that happens back and forth, and the conversation becomes flirtatious between the two of them. And she's like, I can't help but getting jealous because you're literally the only person that I can touch. And I like it when you touch me. It's been so long since I felt human touch. And he Mm. says, well, I like touching you too. And he reaches up to touch her. And this is one of the things that may be a bit more perturbing to some of our more sensitive viewers. Um, He grabs her breast a lot in this show. He does. Usually for humorous effect. Um, now, in this but, particular sequence, there's a lot mm-hmm. of shadow, and it's played for the effect of they are in a cramped space going down an elevator, so we see kind of the passage of frames going up through the... through the uh, um, uh, up through the screen. Um, and so there's a lot of shadow and a lot of darkness, and for a moment, he's caressing her face. Mm-hmm. There's a shot of her caressing her face, of him caressing her face. Mm-hmm. Well, he's so, reaching for her face, so that's so. what he's trying to do. It's, it's indicated that's what he's trying to do this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, every other time it's an accident. Yeah. And they played off as an accident, and she's not. Every once in a while, I think mm-hmm. she puts herself in a position so that she sees his hand reaching out, and she makes it happen. Yeah, probably. I I uh, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, but uh, so they're on the floor. They're like, just as he, you know, says, "I like touching you too." Um, that's when the dumbwaiter stops, and they're on the first floor. And uh, the uh, the girls are the girls ran after him, um, and ended up on the first floor before the dumbwaiter did. Right. Somehow. And the door opens, and... Some waiters aren't very fast. No. No, they're not. Especially this old one that hasn't been used in a while. Uh, And so the rumor is that a ghost... Well, part of the story is that a ghost has been haunting this dumbwaiter and causing kids to disappear and be teleported to another world of misery and suffering. Because that's what the ghost wants, to kidnap people. Um... Well, the door opens, and there he is, hand on her breast, uh, in a compromising position, mm-hmm. when um, Momoe, who doesn't see the ghost, sees that he bravely faced the uh, the situation and must have exercised the ghost because he's, he's safe and okay. What was it like? Was it heaven? Was it hell? A little bit of both. It was... Uh, what was it like? I went to both heaven and hell. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so we're the first episode is really a, a, a really good character introduction for all four of them. Uh, it's who they are as people. But episode two is where it, it actually becomes 
episode two starts with the origin story. I mean, we mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. episode two is about how um, uh, how Nia and Yuko meet, mm-hmm. and then how the club is formed, and how Momoe ends up joining them. Mm-hmm. Um, now the ending credits the 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 ending of episode one is the opening for the rest of the season. Um, so it follows that tradition. And I remember being blown away by the vocalization in, uh, in episode one. So I actually looked it up. I looked up who did the voice, the voice work, the singing in the opening, uh, in the opening song. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's a performer by the name of Suzuki Konomi, who also did the openings for No Game, No Life, Watamoe, and ReZero. Cool. That's and quite so, the list. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually watched Watamoe, but uh, I've watched all of the others. So, but she, and she has quite the uh, quite an extensive uh, catalog herself. In fact, um, I have her Wikipedia page pulled up here, and something that she mentions about her. Uh, um. Oh, that, that it was I tried anime. watching Watamoe. Watamote. Yeah. Um, no matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. It was incredible. Like it was really popular when it first uh, when the anime first came out. Uh, I couldn't get through the first episode. No, it was it's, just it's, too socially awkward for me. It's it's pretty depressing as a show. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not for everybody. But um, yeah, no. She, she apparently she cites a character named Cheryl Nome from Macross Frontier as her inspiration for making music for anime. Huh. And apparently, um, she plays a singer by a character who's a singer named Rin in the anime Lost Song. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, uh, looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so that's a bit of a tangent, but uh, yeah, I just found that um, I just needed to find out who was involved in the singing of that song and uh, of, of the opening credits, because it sounded very sim- very familiar, something I swear I heard before, and it might be the No Game, No Life opening that I remember hearing her from. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, she had a very, very familiar, very strong voice. Um, anyways, um, let's go ahead and move on. So episode two, um, they meet. He uh, He's kind of wandering around the school, and he ends up in the old school building. Um, and there's he starts hearing a voice of someone who warned him. We don't, we don't know who that voice is. Um, but he starts hearing the voice of somebody who warned him to stay away from the old school building. And if he does find himself there, if he comes across a mirror, do not turn around. Do, do not. I just spoiled it, but like, he doesn't remember what it says, but yeah, it ended up saying, don't turn around. Otherwise the ghost will get you. Yeah. And he does exactly that. Cause he can't remember what the warning is. So he walks up to this. He finds this mirror. He realizes this is the mirror he was warned about. And he hears a voice saying, Nia Kun and, uh, turns around. And that's when he sees, uh, the ghost. That's when he first meets Yuko. Uh-huh. Um, 
Uh, so uh, this is. Uh, and so she starts following him around, mm-hmm. and then she tells him three different ways that she's a ghost, and he doesn't. He still doesn't believe her just yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, then what happens? Uh, it's at that moment that uh, she decides she wants to show him what the uniform she used to wear looks like. So she takes him to where she has it stored and then proceeds to change right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And so, so she has absolutely no problem whatsoever with her own ghost form's physical nudity around him. Well, she, and it's revealed later on that she's just so used to not having people around. It's or not having not a, people can't that can't that people can't see her yeah. that when she changes it doesn't bother her. No, and it's just she she was just so unaccustomed to seeing him embarrassed by her. Like, I, why are you turning away? I didn't ask you to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's at that moment that um, well. So she shows off her old school uniform and it really suits her. And it's the same uniform she was wearing through all of episode one, which is a different school uniform than everyone else is currently wearing. It's a darker, um, kind of reminds me a bit of the school uniform that uh, uh, the main character in uh, Kill la Kill wears before it transforms. Um, it's kind of a just a dark outfit with a red uh, bow, a, a dark red bow. Um, but not with the, uh, just it's the only other anime I've seen where it's a all dark uniform. Mm-hmm. Most of them seem to be, uh, sailor colors. So, you know, borrowing from, uh, Donald Duck and, uh, bright whites and blues is a, is a very common school uniform colors in anime I've found. Um, But as she's changing, and as she tells him a little bit more about herself, he remembers the rest. He's that's at that point that he remembers the rest of the poem, the rest of the warning of not to turn around, mm-hmm. and that there's something in the mirror. And suddenly he gets a flash and realizes that maybe that she, he, some memory creeps into his head, and like she's stuck in two parts. Like the ghost that he's with is only part of her, and there's another part that's trapped somewhere and needs to be rescued. And so he gets into his head that it's, she's the rest of her is trapped on the other side of the mirror, and so he goes. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the mirror where he first found her and smashes it with a club of some kind, and reveals that there's a staircase. Uh, it's a baseball bat he found. The baseball bat. Okay, so he cl- smashes it with a baseball bat and discovers there's stairs on the other side. And when he goes down the stairs, he sees the body. Well, and she's uh, telling him, she's "Don't go down there. Don't do it." Yeah, don't. Please don't. Mm-hmm. And he ignores. Her, well, he ignores her warning. Mm-hmm. He goes down and he sees the he sees a skeleton wearing a schoolgirl uniform, and then the same uniform that uh, that uh, you Yeah, a a much decayed version of it, but the same uniform. Um, and he he looks back up the stairs, and then the figure of. Yuko has changed, and there's a black... It's a black silhouette, and her hair's kind of floating, and just a very menacing figure, like, you saw it. You saw it all. 
Mm-hmm. And, then, and he's kind and of like, like freaking out because she's now appearing like a freaky she's ghost. A black silhouette over a red door frame. It's and she's got the glowing red eye. The glowing red eye, and it's textbook. You know, this is a he's about to get killed by this ghost when suddenly cut to. I'm so embarrassed. It's just adorably embarrassed by the and fact that he saw. She just breaks her... down so sad. Like, and like she had no problem being naked, changing clothes in front of him. Uh-huh. But her bones are the ultimate form of nudity. Yep. And she's like, you've seen the deepest part of me now. And he's like, wait, 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 what? Huh? What, what do you mean? You've seen bones. They're the deepest. They're the ultimate form of nakedness or deepest form of nudity. And she calls him a pervert. She says, and she calling him a pervert. It's at that point that she mm-hmm. calls him a pervert when he sees her bones. Mm-hmm. But before then, uh, there were, there were, there's a scene that I want to talk about on the roof uh, where she's saying, oh, you yes. probably won't be able to see me for, for long. I mean, every time I've interacted with someone in the past, they've, they've been able to see me for a little while, but then it's just, it's, it's over. And they are never able to see me again. And a lot of times they don't even rem- they don't even remember me. And uh, he she's been leading him around, and so she makes him put his head on her lap um, mm-hmm. as she's kneeling on the roof. And he's like, "Well, what can we do to make it to where I can't I won't forget you?" And she's like, "Well, how about we try this?" And she kisses him on the forehead. And she's like, "There now now I don't think you're ever going to be able to forget me." And he's like, "Are you teasing me?" And she says, "Yep." <laughs> just immediately and i thought that was really it, really precious well it was great as the mm-hmm. uh the sequence of events is like she talks about she needs to do something to him and then it's a close-up of her lips puckering and then it's a shot of her bending down over him and then it's a shot of her kissing his forehead it makes it look like she's going for the lips for <laughs> with the first two shots and then oh nope just kidding mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so they, they that's when they put up the board over that uh, the mirror that, that he broke yes. through. That's when they put up the board over it, and she's the one who who puts it up. Um, yep. But anyways, they and then uh, nails on the sign. Do not open if you don't want to be cursed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you open this, you will be cursed. Type thing. Um, anyway, uh, so. Uh, first half of the second episode the second half introduces uh momoe and her problems Mm -hmm. and she comes in because she heard about the paranormal investigation club that they start um and they start it because they realize this is gonna be a good chance for them to learn more about her past and she's like well i don't care i don't i don't remember anything it doesn't seem important to me but he's like but no i want to know more about you and she's like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh which is apparently a way of flirting in japan Mm-hmm. is wanting to know more about somebody is a way of uh, is really important in terms of dating and flirting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyways uh, they uh... so um, so, so, they, she, so, so she starts Momoi this paranormal steps activity in. club mm-hmm. and um, Momoi comes in and um, tells them the story about what uh, uh, says um Yuko is going to kill me. And Yuko's like, huh? What? And, um, oh, what did they do? It was, um, well, apparently she had done this sort of, um, Bloody Mary style of hide and seek where you take a plushie and you put the name of a deceased person on the plushie. 
and then you stab the plushie mm-hmm. through the name, through the through the paper, through the name, and say something, uh, say something ritualistic, and then go and hide in a corner. And whoever can stay hidden in the corner the longest and not be killed by the, the ghost wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, it's what it is, is it's hide and seek is what they're yeah. playing. And uh, what you need to do is the first thing you do is you like and this school, uh, it's it's not just someone who died at this school. Apparently, it has to be the name Yuko. That's how it works in this school. Mm. Um, but they uh, so she puts the name Yuko on this little stuffed animal and she counts to 10. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards she says, I found you and stabs the uh, stabs the doll. Then it's Yuko's turn. The ghost, um, the go, the person, the the not the real Yuko, but who the thing that they are calling Yuko, uh-huh. um, their idea of Yuko. They um, they then have to hide, and the only way to end the game is to get to the doll before Yuko does, and say that it's oh, and say that the, the game's, game's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she runs back to the doll because everybody else wimped out or something like that. They all just ran off uh-huh. and the doll's gone. And so she's freaking out thinking that Yuko's going to find her and kill her. Yeah. And this entire time, Yuko's just like, what? Has no what? idea that this game huh? has even developed over the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Completely oblivious to it. Um, and so they desi- they devise a talisman. Uh, so in in... In Japan, they, these talismans exist that are basically a piece of paper with um, special uh, kanji written on them. That's supposed to be a ward of protection or something. That's very. It's. I. I want to say it has something to do with the Shinto religion or something yeah, like it's... that. I know that Sailor Mars used them a lot. I know they appeared a lot in Tenji Muyo, and a number of other anime that use um, talisman magic of some kind. Uh, they used it a whole bunch in. Uh, uh, the Twin Star Exorcists. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but no, no. Uh, so they give her a talisman. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking through the halls, being like, okay, okay, I have this. I, I have this. I'll be fine. We see the back of the talisman, and it's a receipt. <laughs> it's, a piece, it's a piece of random paper that they just found. And she says, wait, a handout, when she finally realizes what it is. But it looked like a receipt to me. But, yeah, uh... Looked- um, <laughs> there's right so, on the so back as she's of it. Walk, so as she's walking through the halls and thinking she's safe, it cuts back to the room, and Yuko and uh, Nia are talking about it. And says, "So is that an authentic uh, um, talisman?" And Yuko's low, like, "I made it, so of course it's authentic." Like that's not how authentic talismans work. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, they discover that uh, that. Um, Yuko found the the stuffed pl- the plushie the plushie bunny with the razor blade through it and then because name is like well I just found it and had my name on it so I decided to keep it and so she took it back with her to the uh mm-hmm. what well, had my the... name on it yeah so it's completely her fault that uh yeah. that uh that Momoe is freaking out <laughs> and so Nia comes up with a plan to use uh himself. And Yuko to uh, exercise uh, this 
version of Yuko that um, Momoe believes in and return the plushie to her so that she can stop the game and feel safe again. And so they do that. But it starts with Yuko. So it starts with um, Momoe tripping and realizing that she's holding a, a, she's not holding a talisman. She's holding a handout that somebody drew on. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no. And then she can just suddenly feel the presence of this demonic force behind her. And it's this pure this evil force. This scene is force. so good. This scene and, is so good. And so, and so, um, Nia grabs Moe's, Momo's hand, Momoe's hand, and runs with her and runs away from the demon. And it cuts to, so, so we're, we're seeing both what Momoe thinks she sees and then what's actually happening rapidly. And it's Yuko wearing, what, what is that? She's got like some sort of piece of paper wound it's, up there, to like there a triangle is a... forehead. Like tiara, I'm not thing. an I'm not an expert on it. Um, so, but in Japanese folklore, whenever there's a ghost, uh-huh. um, they always have a, a white. Uh, huh? Is it a kabuki ghost? Might be a kabuki ghost. I don't know, but they always have um a white kimono on or a white robe on, and then you know a head wrap that has like a little triangle on it. And from yeah, so it's like a bandana view, that's it's been... this tightly wrapped so there's just mm-hmm. a little bit of the triangle the rest of it is a twist that goes around their head and from Momoe's point of view um from Momoe's point point of view um there's this evil demonic creature just running it's down it's the it's hall black mass after. of floating hair like tentacles and mm-hmm. dark just dark energies like purples and reds and blacks and then from Nia's point of view it's Yuka having the time of her life being like, ah, you know, running in that outfit, chasing after them. Yeah. So, and she's saying creepy ghost things that aren't scary in the slightest. But yeah. Oh, man. I just, I just were thinking back because, you know, our, our basic concept of a ninja comes from Kabuki theater where, you know, the idea is you're not supposed to see when a ninja assassinates you. So they have these characters which are stagehands that they're all dressed in black. And you're not supposed to see them. They're just supposed to be this. Um, this they they bring in the furniture and then pull them out, and they're just the stagehands that do certain things. And sometimes to indicate that a ninja assassinated somebody, one of those stagehands would come in and go ha, and then somebody would die, and the stagehand would leave. But but that's where the idea of a ninja outfit came from, was a kabuki theater of people dressed all in black with a face-concealing mask. Uh-huh. And so I'm just wondering if that's also where this tradition of where ghosts um, came Could from. Be. Could so be. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to find that out because... It, because we've seen it before, and it's and they don't they don't spend any time explaining it because it's in it's their own culture. They don't have mm-hmm. to explain it. it. It's already an inside joke for them. Um, in Japan, so I'll have to look into that some more. Um, okay, yeah, it's just absolutely great cl- cl- uh, cutting back and forth between this silly. Like she's literally only wearing a white kimono and that thing okay. on her head. It is so it's not kabuki theater. It is a traditional burial garment called a kyokata bira. It's a Buddhist robe that they uh, that they dress people in when uh, when they die. So 
that's it. I I don't know what the white piece of paper is. Um. Oh no, my bad. My mis- my mistake. Um, that's just traditional. That's the that's the traditional Buddhist robe. It's the the the. So the shini shozoku, shini shozoku. Okay, so the shini shozoku is the costume for dying, um, and that's just the outfit that they put that a uh, Buddhist that Buddhist monks put people in uh, for their funeral rites. It's it's that white robe and it's that uh, that fabric over the head. So. Okay. Uh, in Japan, that very much has a connotation with death and dead people. So that's why we see it all the time in ghosts. Okay. okay. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Wanted to like wanted to go ahead and give some little factual information on that. So yay, we're now edutainment. Yay. I'm sorry, uh, but anyways. <laughs> uh, so so Nia then grabs her and pulls her around the corner. And I'm always like, no, wait, what are you doing? Because he stands there, he's like, it's okay. I have a real one that will work. And he puts the uh, the talisman out. And uh, again, we see this from two scenes. We see it from Momoe's point of view and what actually happens. And Momoe sees him sliming this talisman against this evil spirit and this blinding flash of light. Right to uh, its heart. Right to its heart. And this ta- blinding flash of light just destroys this, spir- this evil spirit. Whereas in actuality, he has... Once again, accidentally grabbed um, uh, Yuka's grabbed boob, to which she's breath. squealing in delight. <laughs> so she's just having so much fun with this. Again, I honestly believe she positioned herself to be mm-hmm. grabbed there, um, and then and then the talisman stuck uh, right there on her. And it's at that point that she decides to reveal, and so she dissipates, and the. Uh, bunny plushie with the razor blade in it appears and Momoe um, thinks everything's been solved and finishes and and saves herself um, and then decides to join their uh, club. (sighs) Yeah. Um, And that's episode two. That's episode two. Um, So, Yeah. Episode three was really well. So episodes one and two had a lot of really great individual moments, and they were easy to piece out. Like, and then this was great, and then this was great, and then this was great. Episode three was really great as a solid piece. It did, I couldn't really pick out a whole bunch of little things from it like I could with episodes one and two. Episode three, as a whole, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was the uh, introduction of uh, Kyrie. And her mm-hmm. character and what's going on with her. Um, the episode, I'm pretty sure, pretty early on in the episode, uh, what starts off is, um, uh, okay, so it's late at night and Yuko is trying to flirt with uh, Nia. But Nia's like, it's getting late, and Yuko's like, well, that's what that's where it's the most romantic. And there's something wrong with her, because, well, the lighting is all based on the uh, the sunset. Um, she's not her usual pale-skinned self. She actually looks like a, a being made out of dirt clods. Or dried dirt, is what, is what seems to be happening. And what we're seeing is... What we end up realizing is we're seeing her from someone else's perspective. They're being mm-hmm. watched. And someone has a perspective that this person is literally dirt. Is literally 
um, a monster that's less than dirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens uh, a little bit later? So so it's the next morning, and Yuko is still flirting with uh, Nia as he's trying to get his, trying to put his shoes away when he realizes that there's a love letter or something put in his shoe locker. And the last thing he wants is to deal with the situation where Yuko sees him receiving a love letter from Mm -hmm. someone else. Yuko comes up to him and she's so excited because it's summer. She's now wearing her summer uniform. She's like, how do I look? Don't I look cute? And he's like, "Uh, yes, sorry, I have to go. And she's like, wait, what? You know, just like completely taken back by it. Um, And so Yuko and Momoe are in the uh, are in the club room. And uh, Momoe is doing her thing. And Yuko's just like, hey, where do you think he is? Trying to talk to her. And she, of course, Momoe can't hear her. So it's kind of a sad scene. Um, and uh, they get to... Uh, so he's then... He's then... He then... Um, so he opens up the love letter to see who it's from. Uh-huh. And it just says, meet me at the designated place. I need to talk to you about the girl who's behind you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, crap. So he then goes and, oh, uh, episode one, we forgot to mention that. Um, or is that episode two? I don't remember. But in one of the episodes, they go to a grave. Um, they do go to a grave. Uh-huh. They go to a grave and it's the grave. It's it's close to the school. I think this is episode. I think this is episode one. Um, that's right. It's episode one um, because uh, they go to a grave and the uh, behind the school, like in the forest behind the school, and on that it's like a little marker with the name uh, Yuko on it. And I should probably point out that the kanjis for Yuko are um, are uh, evening and child. Mm. So the anime is called Dusk Made of, an, of Amnesia. So her name liter- literally means Dusk Child or Dusk Maiden. Mm. So I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, you, uh, so Momoi sees this grave and she thinks it's so cool of that. There's this grave here and it, it's probably it, the, the, the girls who died at the school is probably buried here. And he's just like, wait, no, that can't be right because we know that the girl's body is in the school. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's right. To which Yuko's just like, bah, and just kicks the grave over. <laughs> so, which yeah. freaks out Momoe. And, because it uh, just tips yeah. over all on its own. Mm-hmm. This place is cursed. I'm going to be cursed. Ah! Uh, anyways, yeah. So, reason I brought that up is because, uh, well, and then she runs off and Kitty runs off after her. Um, the reason I brought that up is because they end up at the tree that has Yuko's grave at it. But uh, this is kind of before that scene happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, he meets this girl there. And how about we go in and say what is, uh, and say what happens. Okay, so Kyrie um, introduces herself and establishes that she is, that she knows about Yuko. She knows that Yuko has latched on to um, Nia and Yuko is, but she says that Yuko is a bad spirit and that the people who get latched on to her, that she latches on to disappear and meet bad ends. 
Um, and so, and she, Kyrie, is actually the granddaughter of Yuko's little sister. Mm-hmm. And so they are related by blood. Um, and so she feels it's kind of her responsibility as well to exercise Yuko and have her spirit move on and stop. It's a family thing that she has to get them to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. So after that scene, there... And so that scene happens parallel to uh, Yuko and uh, Momoe being al- basically alone together in the uh, the club room because they can't mm-hmm. interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that. Um, following which, there's a scene in a... Oh, okay, I think it's... Doesn't it start raining or something? And Momoe comes... Oh, uh, no, and... Um, Yuko comes out to talk to uh, Nia in the rain, and she starts sneezing as if she has a cold. Mm -hmm. The ghost got a cold. Yeah, well, it's kind of this creepy scene because this girl just said that that is an evil spirit. You need to stay away from it type thing. And then we see after she leaves... um, Nia hears Yuko say his voice in kind of a creepy way Uh, and he gets scared and he turns around and he sees her and he kind of sees her in the shadows and her eyes growing red again and things like that and he's getting a little bit nervous and then she steps forward and sneezes she's like I'm gonna get a cold (laughs) so a good way to dispel tension and so they take her to the nurse's office where she once again changes clothes and um a bit of an embarrassing embarrassing scene for him um but the scene proceeds to proceeds along the lines of so what do you see when you look at me like what different people can see different things when they look at me what do you see mm-hmm. and he said then proceeds to describe her body the way she sees herself mm-hmm. uh fair skin a thin um Thin frame, uh, white, narrow eyes, mm-hmm. white skin, long uh, black dark, hair, long black hair. He just describes her beauty to her, and she, she then, while only clad in a towel at this point, she does embrace him on top of a um, nurse's station bed, and there's a kind of spider web, broken, shattered glass effect overlaid over them this is a really interesting thing and she confesses to him saying thank you so much i've never uh, i'm i'm so glad that you see me the way i look at what you see what i see when i look in the mirror Mm -hmm. um and then we are revealed then it's revealed what um and and that's when uh kyrie shows up and sees the two of them together and she says, didn't I warn you to stay away from her? Uh-huh. She's bad for you. And then proceeds to tell him what she sees and the power of suggestion of just how, what she says she sees injects itself into his mind. So he sees it too. And suddenly he only sees this girl with skin, the color of dirt oozing blood and her face twisted in a permanent hatred. And so 
Yuko tries to reach out to him, but now she's dripping blood, crying blood out of her eyes and dripping it on the ground and around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, during this episode, it's, it's, it's really harsh. It's really deep. It's um, But that uh, Nia runs away. Runs away with Kyrie, away from Yuko, now that he sees what Kyrie sees. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so uh, she's explained, like, they end up outside of the school um, in kind of one of those overpasses they have between buildings in Japanese schools. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess a covered walkway, I guess is yeah. a better way of, of saying it, not really an overpass. Um, but uh, it's raining uh, still. And she's explaining to him that she's an evil spirit, that he needs to stay away from her. Um, and uh, they then see Yuko approaching them in what's, I think it's referred to as her corpse form, which mm-hmm. is just this decaying skin, glowing red eyes, tangled black mess of hair, black ooze falling from her. And she's just saying Nia the entire time. And um, they... Uh, they end up in the room because uh, Nia lets um, Kirie know that her where her body is, and she says, "If I can go ahead and get to that body, then I can probably uh, I can probably get rid of her." Um, and so they go to the room, and uh, she rips down the the boarding that uh, that uh, Yuko put up. And uh, right before she's able to go in, though, Yuko shows up again. And that freaks out Kirie. She then bolts down the stairs into the darkness below. Um, and Yuko, however, is talking to Nia. And Nia's just, uh, she's like, hey, tell me what you see. And he can't describe it. And she's like, oh, okay, so that's how it is. Well, it was it was fun while it lasted. Um, you probably can't even hear me anymore. Um, but I want you to know that I had a lot of fun with my time with you. Yeah, she um, she's letting him go, which is not something a monster that would try to drag him down would ever do. Mm-hmm. And he also, while she's talking, he also picks up the the sign that she put on the door, warning people to stay out, otherwise they'll be cursed. And she's uh-huh. like, a monster wouldn't warn people to stay away. Yeah. Um, and he th- kind of thinks that to himself. And so as she's walking off, saying goodbye, he grabs her in her decrepit form, and he says, "What I see is a tall." young woman with long beautiful black hair white soft skin and is tall and just like just talking about her how he sees her and because he describes that to her he then starts seeing her as that again yes um and uh she gets super happy and he's like but i we need to go down there or i need to go down there and make sure she's okay and she's like but my corpse is down there and he's like i know she's like but my corpse is down there i don't want you to see and she like it's start getting super embarrassed again even though he yeah. literally is seeing her naked right now and she doesn't she, care she's about literally that. naked right yeah. now and mm-hmm. it's um with with hair it, falling all over the proper places and things like that to keep yeah, it it's, it's modest doing, it's, it's doing a uh what, what is it a a bit of a, a venus de milo censorship yeah something like that sort of effect but she, uh, excuse me. Anyways, um, she's fine. Like, okay, fine, go. But, no, my heart isn't ready yet. No, it's like, I have to go down there. She's like, okay, fine, go. Are you going to be okay? Stop, but stop teasing me and just go. <laughs> and yes. so he goes down and, he, and she falls over with a thud. Like, uh-huh. The ghost. Thud. 
but anyways, she uh, uh, he goes down the stairs and he finds Kitty A crying. Um, and she's kind of cursing herself for having left him behind. Yeah. And he, uh, with his flashlight, they're able to see her body. And they see that her leg was broken. And they assume that it was an accident. Um, and no one was able to find her because of her broken leg. Um, because this was an unused basement. Um, I kind of get the feeling that there was more at play here. Uh, yeah, they, they showed that there's more. There's more inside the basement that we didn't yeah, even well, see. Yeah, like, well, I got that. I got the vibe. There was more going on there than before. We see what happens next, and uh-huh. after they see the broken leg, he then notices further on down that there's a shrine with a bunch of ceiling talismans on it. Yeah, um, and that's when Kitty is like, maybe Yuko's not the evil spirit. Maybe it's someone else. Mm. Um, and then they go back up and. Uh, uh, Kirie apologizes and then runs off uh, the next day at the um, student uh, council meeting mm-hmm. or not the student council meeting the the, the club meeting the paranormal uh, activity club meeting mm-hmm. Kirie shows up and joins um, and she's like this isn't me accepting you um, but I think we need to get to the bottom of what's going on at the school type mm-hmm. thing and at the end of this episode we see the out as uh, as kind of a you, uh, I think it's Nia. He has, uh, he uh, kind of he comes to the realization that yeah, there's an evil spirit in this school, and we have to figure out something uh, something about it. We see the evil yeah. spirit watching him from the shadows. Yeah, we do. So and that's how episode three ends. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna keep watching this thing. Uh, yeah, me too. Holy <laughs> crap, this was great. It had a lot of just laugh out loud moments. Um, yeah, laugh out loud movements. It's kind of creepy, kind of, you know, kind of fun. Uh, I really like the yeah. first three episodes. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Kind of an emotional roller coaster. They mm-hmm. they really did play on the fact that they could have humor and silliness and sexiness and scares and um, mm-hmm. drama and, you know, just intense situations all mm-hmm. all jumbled up together into this, uh, this beautiful mix of... Uh, of work i can't wait to finish mm-hmm. it oh same here i think it's gonna be great um all right well that's it for uh dusk maiden of, of amnesia if you guys are interested in watching it go ahead and uh you know check it out anyways uh what's our pick for next week and next week's going to be the last week of october for us so the last uh, halloween episode yeah so we're gonna record this the day before halloween and then drop it the day after so that's going to be how this works. But, okay, so Studio Clamp, when they produced Subasa, the manga series that I keep gushing about, they also produced a manga series called Holic, which um, ap- actually takes place parallel to each other. There are moments in both manga series that um, they end up t- talking to each other across dimensions. And it's actually one of the main characters of Holic is the dimensional witch Yuko, who sends uh, Shauron, Sakura, uh, Kiragane, Fai, and Mokuna on their parallel world adventures. She's the catalyst who sends them off on doing what they're going to do in Tsubasa. And so while that's happening, there's actually a paranormal uh, ghosts and... um, uh, horror folklore story anime uh, manga called Holic that's happening at the same time. 
Um, and uh, like that, I actually have some of the manga. It's um, there's a there's an episode where they a monkey's paw, uh, where um, yeah, this girl keeps making wishes, and every time she makes a wish, a uh, a finger on the monkey paw breaks, but the wish is somehow corrupted. And everyone thinks that the they're going to be the one to master the monkey's paw. They're going to be the one to outsmart it, but they never are. It's like I wish that my paper had the best grade. Congratulations, your paper is a direct plagiarism of the one that got the best grade. Mm-hmm. And then I wish people forgot about this. Suddenly, no one remembers you ever existed. And then. And when once all the fingers breaks, the claw, uh, the, the monkey's paw, um, attacks and chokes the life out of her. Mm, is that is that in Triple X Holic? That's one of that's one of the that's one of the uh, chapters in the Triple X Holic manga, and I can't remember which one that's in. Okay. Um, but we're going to be watching the anime, which is uh, twenty four episodes available on Funimation and Hulu. Uh, and here's the uh, synopsis as it reads from the Funimation website. Watanuki's been haunted by dark spirits his entire life. His incessant demons drag him to the ornate door of the dimensional witch Yuko, a mysterious woman of insight and luxury who is quick to help those in a bind for a fee. One might very well end up paying with their soul. To be free of his visions, Watanuki will work in her strange shop of dreams and wishes. So... Okay. We're gonna go ahead and watch that next week. I haven't. I've read much of the manga, but I've never seen the anime, and I want to see what they did with it. Mm. But this is Studio Clamp, the same studio that made Card Captor Sakura, uh, Chobits. Um, uh, there's a vampire series called X that they did. Uh, Angelic Lair, uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, a whole slew of things. So, same studio. Okay. Well, cool. All right, um, so that's it for three episodes in. Let's go ahead and move on to recommendation of the week. And it's my pick this week. And looky here what I have on my phone. You have a cookie clicker app on your phone. This is official cookie clicker. That's me clicking the cookies. This is official. I was I, I have a cookie clicker game running almost all the time on my, my main computer. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I saw that they have, um, oh, excuse me. I saw that on the, on that page, there was a link that said, uh, try cookie clicker for Android, not yet available for iOS. Uh-huh. Um, so I decided to go ahead and install it and give it a try. And sure enough, it it's cookie clicker. And, uh. It still runs while the game's closed, so uh, hopefully that's not going to be a battery drain. Um, but, Generally uh, speaking, it just keeps track of how much time has passed. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that's what I think that's what's what it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, this is uh, Cookie Clicker, completely free uh, that with with ads, uh, whatnot. Um, but if you like Cookie Clicker, it was kind of a craze, you know, about five six years ago. It's still yeah. going strong, still getting updates. Um, give it a try. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? A lot of copycats out there too. I mean, uh, some years ago, I ended up with a dragon version of Cookie Clicker. 
Yeah, I was playing that as well, and I got bored with it. Uh, so it just wasn't as satisfying as Cookie Clicker. Mm. All right. Uh, so that's it for recommendation of the week. It's now your turn for our creator shout out. All right. So this this past weekend, Andrew and I both went up to Anime Bonsai, and while we were there, we checked. We uh, took some time to check out the. Uh, uh, the Artist Alley, probably up there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Anime Bonsai is a um, anime convention here in Utah. Uh, so, yes. uh, and um, they're coming up on their twentieth anniversary pretty soon. So they've been going, they've been going strong for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, so I uh, I managed to pick up business cards for many of the artists over there, and I hope to give each one of them a shout out when their time comes. Uh, and the first one this week, we're going to give a shout out to Sophia Manio, who has a Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Tumblr page, as well as her own account. Um, I swear I've seen her work before. Like, I've seen some of her artwork shared on anime groups and the like. Um in fact, if this is, this might be exact, actually, this is the one artist I bought something from, from Anime Bonsai. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has this, uh, I'm looking through her, through her uh, Instagram feed to see if she has a picture of it, but no, this is the one person I bought something from this year from Bonsai, and she had a um it was a spider-man into the spider-verse uh collage that had um well it was a single shot of a subway train that had all seven of the spider-man characters in into the spider-verse they had the gray spider they had you know um penny parker gwen stacy miles morales peter parker b um, am I forgetting anyone? Oh yeah, uh, Harry Porker or uh, Spider Pig. Yeah, Peter Porker, Spider Pig, Spider Ham. Hmm. Um, yeah, I remember because um, yeah, she has this. She also had this collage of street clothes versions of the Sailor Scouts. Pretty um. And I was tempted by that one, but I when I saw the uh, the Into the Spider-Verse group, I absolutely had to get that for my oldest. She adores that show. That movie. Um, so, yeah. So she goes by Sophia Cam Cam on Instagram and Twitter. So uh, find her and give her a follow. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing her. All right, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, uh think that about it for another episode, huh? That that's, that's it. It, that that's about it. <laughs> I can yes, speak. It is. 
All right. Well, thanks so much for listening in this week or watching if you watched on YouTube. Uh, and if you did watch on YouTube, please feel free to like and subscribe uh, to our channel. Mm -hmm. um, and make sure you click the notification bell so you're alerted whenever new videos come out. If you like what we do and want to support us, please share our channel with your friends. Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference, and if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to another episode, guys. I want to give a shout-out to Ben Coombs, who gave us... Uh... Our, who provided the artwork for us. And another shout-out to Brasmataz and their song Drykolk, which we used to open and close our podcast with. All right. Well, I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week. Bye.